When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what is going on? It's the next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. That is Joe Shasky. I'm Mark Willard. Glad you're with us, as always, with our couple of episodes a week. And uh, we're coming to you at the uh, almost end of the series against the Pirates, which uh, still could go either way. Giants with another chance to get back to 500. So maybe mentally, uh, this is a really big one. But let's look, Joe, at the series as it's kind of already come together the uh the logan webb outing yesterday first and foremost was fantastic but secondly it led to a really big in the moment conversation as he works his way through a difficult eighth inning and immediately uh, who knows what conversation was happening in the dugout but man from social media uh to friends of mine on my phone immediately everybody was triggered at the idea of handing that over to the bullpen, which Gabe Kapler did, and Camilo Doval was was fine and got through it for the save. Uh, but it sounded like a lot of Giants fans were really, really wanting Logan Webb to get the ninth. What did you think? Uh, man, you hit the nail on the head in terms of how everyone was perceiving it. People were losing their minds. Oh, 2012 Bochi would have done X, Y, and Z. Do we not remember that 2012 Brian Wilson basically threw his arm out because he had so many four, five out saves? Like, do people not forget that? I, I just, it kind of blows me away. Yes, were there times when there was a no hitter or a perfect game going on where Bochi rode out the starter and the hot hand? Absolutely. Bochi is Bochi because of how he carved out that bullpen and the roles that he had for every one of those guys. You know what Camilo Duvall's role is? When we're up one or two or three runs and it's a tight game, you're getting the rock, young man. And that's why you have him. Like, this, to me, was a no-brainer. The context of how he struggled in the eighth inning, Logan Webb, where he actually was in the stretch and he was throwing a lot of high-leverage pitches, that, to me, supersedes all the data. And that's why I'm... Totally behind uh, Kapler on this one. He made the right decision. It was a gut decision in my move because he only threw 99 pitches. And if you looked on a spreadsheet, you'd say, oh, 99, he could have gone another inning, maybe let another batter in. No, no, no. This was a textbook. I watched you struggle a little here. You just got out of the inning. Let's go to the fresh arm in the bullpen. I loved what Kapler did. I wonder if this was one of those things where we were having the conversation out here and in there, they weren't. I don't even think this was a thought. Um, I, 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 this was an obvious move to Camila Duvall to me. Yes, there's always the emotional side of me because we love Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. He's such a bulldog, and you see the way he was pitching out there. So, yeah, like do you fall in love with the, uh, the romanticism of a, of a complete game? Sure, sure you do. And, uh, and it's the Pirates, and, and, and he's Logan, and so I, I, I would have loved his chances to go out there and get three more outs. 
But at the same time, uh, staying with him was in the eighth, mm-hmm. not in the ninth. Thank like you. we've watched so many times that starter gets pulled, especially you walk someone to load the bases. Thank you. I mean, like I was actually in the moment. I was like, good job, Gabe, for sticking with him there. Yes. Like, the ninth, I thought he was going to yank him right there in the eighth and he stayed with him and he got the strikeout and, and he got to the dugout. And if you watch the highlight, it was bang. It was a mm-hmm. lot of back slaps. And part of that is because, yeah, you got through the eighth, but normally for a starting pitcher, you start getting high fives and back slaps. It's because you're done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if in the dugout to, to get to 100 pitches, to labor to get there, to work your way through the eighth, I, I, I don't even know if this was a discussion. I'm so with you on this one. Like, had it been reversed, let's say it's the sixth inning where he has struggles and he gets through it and he's cruising one, two, three in the seventh and in the eighth. That's a totally different story. This yep. is where context matters. And I'm I'm happy that Gabe and I, I'm kind of with you. And maybe maybe this was predetermined. I don't know. But seeing the way he finished that inning. All I kept thinking about, forget the Giants of 2012, because they were celebrating them that particular night. We'll get to them in a minute. If this was Kershaw and Jansen the last decade, everyone's saying this is the template for success. My 25-year-old starter in Logan Webb goes eight strong, and he hands the rock to my other 25-year-old closer, who I'm hoping we could do this for the next decade. Like, this is how you draw it up. Okay, so here's the thing, though, and, and and I think we know why the Giants fan mind was working the way it was in game two of that series that we're talking about. And it's because uh, we've got, um, let's see, we can't call it PTSD. Um, we can call it BTSD. We've got bullpen traumatic stress syndrome. We, we absolutely do because they've yeah. been terrible. Yeah. They've been terrible. I've talked about this the last couple of, 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 of episodes. Um, they are the reason that the Giants are, are, are barely, if you even want to call them still in the playoff race, they are the number one difference between this year and last year. And, and, and as we said last week, if you just want to look at bullpen uh, war, Mm -hmm. Uh, The bottom 10 teams, those are the bad teams. The top 10 teams, those are the good teams. Like bullpen is such an indicator, and they've been bad. And Duvall, we can mostly trust, and right now he's the only one. I would have pointed out Brebbia as uh, as the other one we can trust, but not his last couple outings. And just as we're sitting here doing this episode, he coughed up a three-run homer uh, and and, and the lead in uh, in the Sunday game against the Pirates. So – I, we want to stick with these starters because the bullpen has been so, so bad. And it continues to be what I will point to as the number one failure of the roster construction this year, which is that I don't really know. And you correct me if I'm wrong. And I know guys have been acquired and called up Alex young guys like that, but like who, who did they acquire in the off season and who did they acquire at the deadline who are established bullpen arms? None, none. In fact, they lost Tony Watson. Right. And I get that you, they could respond with, well, why would we change the bullpen? It was really good last year. So, okay, fine. If you want to tell me that you don't have to acquire someone preseason, you certainly do mid season when Alvarez is, is, is injured and Rogers is underperforming and Leon looks like, He's he's completely hit a wall and on and on. We could go through all of the guys. Garcia is not the same pitcher he was no. last year. So I just I'm shocked 
that uh, that that uh, an organization that has been so based on the bullpen for so long, uh, let it get to this. Yeah, and on the night we're celebrating, you know, Brian Wilson going down and Bochi going to the other guys in the bullpen and Affelt saying on the front end, I don't believe in closer by committee. He's saying that in 2012. And Bochi goes, yeah, I don't normally either, but we have no other choice. And then you make the legends of Romo, Casilla, Affelt, Lopez. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy contrast compared to this year. Look, you make a great point. They have lost players, whether it's Posey in the lineup, whether it's McGee getting DFA'd, whether it's Tony Watson retiring. And they that's my biggest problem. Forget just the lineup or just the bullpen. In totality, they haven't built on anything from last year. That's my biggest gripe with right now. When you have a year like you did last year, I'm not saying you got to knock it out and upgrade at every position. But you got to upgrade a little. You got to upgrade a little. And if anything, they lost in too many categories. And bullpen's one of them where I'm looking up and I'm saying, Tyler Rogers, career year last year. Doval, wow, emergence out of nowhere. Jake McGee, up to that point, career year. This year, no one's having a career year but Doval. And it's very, very frustrating. One guy that I was I had high hopes for heading into this year, Gervin Castro. And then they DFA him out of nowhere. I don't know what happened with him, but he showed promise last year. Last year, there's no one coming up. There's no one that they've made trades for. And then I look in the bullpen and there's really nobody I trust but Doval. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, that's when games are won or lost, obviously. Um, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you 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 can't have people come in yeah. and consistently give up runs and and win baseball games. You just can't. And look, the development situation, I would expect that you're gonna see some stuff in the offseason. Um, changed with regard to the farm system, with regard to development, because as you said, you know, you had Kirvin Castro. Um, you've even had other names that I think, you know, Santos as of, came up for just a, a minute ago, year and a half ago, Sean Jelly was a name that they're excited about. And it's like, what uh, Elliot Ramos, what, what happened? The guys who were already on the doorstep, it hasn't happened. They feel farther away, Mark. Yeah, they, that's the thing that's frustrating. I mean, the one, the only two people who feel like they're developing in a positive direction right now, as far as young players, are a Tyro Estrada, who was acquired already big league ready last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and now just this new addition of Joey Bart. Yeah, is, is, is yeah. literally it. Um, and Duval, you know, but again, th- this is someone who was already here. Yeah. So. I, I think that that that's going to be the secondary part of the offseason. The part we're all going to be watching is the player acquisition. But the second part is I wonder if there are going to be some changes in the player development roles with, with the Giants this winter. One and the big frustration I have, and again, I don't love every move that this team makes all year round. No one does. I don't care if you're Joe Torrey in the middle of his four out of five World Series rins in a row. But the point being with Kapler, I feel like he's the sacrificial lamb. And my big question to a lot of people ripping him every time he goes to the bullpen, where else is he supposed to go? Like, what do you want him to magically get guys out for these dudes? Like, he's pulling from very unsatisfying options at this point. And I'm very, like, I'm very much trying to defend him, especially when it comes to the arms and the bullpens, because they don't have anyone to go to. Last night, you're talking about the Logan Webb situation. Him letting Logan Webb pitch that eighth, I thought was like, okay, I know you guys don't trust Tyler Rogers, and neither do I. So I'm going to go with my stud, and we'll see where it goes. He has a kind of shaky inning, barely gets out of it, and then he gets crushed anyway for going to Doval. Like, the guy can't win right now. And my big takeaway 
is it's not his fault. Again, I don't love every movie makes, but we're, we're mad at the wrong person. Wow. We need to be mad at roster construction. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at a game where they shut the other team out. That's weird. Um, just, just on the surface, right? Like that's just yes. odd. Yes. So, um, so yeah, last night was not uh, emblematic of anything bad. Um, I, again, I, I think this was a discussion that is based on what triggers us. The Giants bullpen triggers us, yes. so we don't want them to go to the bullpen, yes. even though I bet in the dugout this was a non-discussion. Like yeah. Logan Webb probably got a high five and went, I'm going to take a shower. Tell me how Camilo does. Um, that, that's, I mean, I know he stayed in the dugout, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's, that's what I think it was like. You know, let me ask you one question here, and I don't even know if this is a quantifiable thing. Had DeSclafani stayed healthy, don't you think that they would have been a little bit better in the bullpen? I do feel, and you can't control injuries. I get it. Injuries happen all over. But if they just had a competent fourth or fifth starter who could just chew up some innings, I I just got to feel that they'd have one or two extra arms in the pen. And I'm not saying it would be dramatically different, like they'd be a top five bullpen, but it'd be a little better than where we're at now. They've got nothing reliable back there. I wonder. I wonder who would have been kicked out of the rotation. You know, Junis – um, you know, would he be down in the bullpen? I don't know. What 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 would have happened if Matthew Boyd yeah. had stayed healthy and then actually ended up on the roster uh, here in the month of August like he was supposed to? You know, they 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 had some late plans. Some of them blew up in their faces. Others, you know, really worked out as far as the rotation. It's an underrated rotation. You know, Junis kind of came out of nowhere. Alex Cobb, as we've talked about, has been low-key really good, better yeah, than his numbers. I agree. And, 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 you know, and Alex Wood has hung in there and been fine as a as a third, fourth starter. So um, that's, that's not it. I just think that um, when things started to go south in the bullpen, they didn't get addressed. Yeah. And I still don't I don't I don't really get why I would bring back Alex Cobb on a one year deal if he, yeah. if he's willing to accept that to compete with uh, Di Sclafani for that final starter role. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. He's been better than the numbers. And I actually think there's more to his game if he gets a little more defense behind him. I really do. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, he's been fine. And actually, by the way, if I'm remembering it correct and let me look it up here while we're talking, I think Cobb is on a two year deal You on a two year. Yeah, I think Good. he – let me look at it. Yeah, yeah, they've got Good. Cobb next year. I like so, him. Yeah, Logan Webb and Alex Cobb right now are the two yeah. that you can go ahead and uh, and and in ink, you don't need to pencil them in. You can pen those two in. That's two-fifths of your rotation next year. And I guess, you know, I, I guess Alex Wood and Anthony DiSclefani at the start of the year are going to be members three and four as well. Like, I mean, if you sign Rodon to a contract, you could come back with the exact same rotation – and I don't know if I necessarily hate that. I don't, no, I don't. I don't think that's a, an area that needs an overhaul. I no. think everything else does. I think re- retaining Rodon is obviously, uh, to me, that's step one. That would be number one, the one one move. And then where's Harrison at? Can he crack this rotation? Right. Let's say Harrison does, and he's your fourth or fifth. Like, now you're giving him a soft landing spot, and now you're pushing one of these other guys into that Yasmero Petit kind of swingman role where he can be a spot starter. Like, that's that's a role I think they really miss, well, that George Contos role. You be careful about saying uh, Kyle Harrison, uh, as much as I'd love him in the rotation, the way this um, executive staff has operated, are they going to say, hey, we don't need to re-sign Rodon. We've got Harrison. We've got Harrison for $20 million less. 
Well, my my counter to that would be pitching is to me pitching is the great neutralizer against yeah. all of these great offenses. And if you can make one area of your team elite, why would you try to patchwork it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. stay elite in that area, and it just solves so much. Like if you know you're handing the rock to four or five of those guys every single time around, it just makes it so. Much. Think of how difficult this year's been. Just trying to figure out who that fourth and fifth guy is. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.